The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Latest edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Presented by RotoFanatic.com. Go to RotoFanatic right now. Do it. Go to the website. Check it out. Play with the cutesy wootsy data monster. He's here to help, and it's going to make a difference in your life. It's episode 112. Christopher Deary and Michael Govier welcome in another Michigander. That's right. Three Michiganders for the price of one. They said it couldn't be done, but this guy's done almost everything he ever wanted to in his life. There is nothing to stop him, and he plans on dominating for many years to come. Please give a warm and hearty Palazzo welcome to Chris Robin. Join your hosts, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier, as they talk about fantasy baseball with Chris. The second half is on the brink. It's time. It's underway. Fantasy football is about to take over and absolutely leave baseball in the dust. But we're not going to let that happen just yet. Hold the phone on those fantasy football squads, folks. This is going to be a hot show. All business? Hell no. We always bring the pleasure. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of both all in one fun evening. So settle in or get jacked up. Whatever you need to do to get yourself straight for the show, do it now. Because we're about to go live on the Palazzo Podcast with Chris Robin. Take it away, boys! Well, they said it could not be done. They said it was impossible. They said there was no hope. Never, ever a chance that this show would ever get off the ground. But believe it or not, it's been done. My name is Michael Govier, MJ Govier on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's and two wonderful Z's, of course. Utah, give me two. Our guest is in the house. Sorry for the delay. We're 10 minutes behind, but we had some technical issues. But we worked it out. We staved off elimination. We are back in full effect, y'all. We got Chris Robin in the house today at Detroit Beastie on Twitter. Chris does a lot of work in fantasy. He's got over 10,000 followers, which I hear is a huge deal. I mean, you don't just earn that. That doesn't just... Well, you actually, you literally earned that. That's yeah, exactly what he did. Say. He earned all of them. 
every What's single up, one. And I've always said, you know, follower count is, it's not that big of a deal, right? Because you can buy followers, you can do all this weird nonsense. And it, when it comes to followers, that's just a number. It's how you are as a human being, as a man or a female, what you're going to do with that responsibility. And again, not to be corny or, or, or to be like an after school special to start the show, but I don't take that responsibility lightly. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are all about corny and after-school specials on this show. So you're in the right place, Chris. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, it's just no deary today. It's just me and Chris doing this. We had to reschedule a few times. I had to reschedule. Chris had to reschedule. Now we're here. And we're going to talk about a bunch of baseball stuff. Talk Tigers. You know, Chris is a local Michigander like myself. So we're going to do a little bit of Tiger talk. You know, uh, We'll keep it fantasy-focused, but I'm going to get some thoughts from him. We're going to talk about some guys I've been loving recently. Uh, Data Monster Musings, we'll go into Enrico's Inquisition, break it down with Chris, get real, and we'll talk about a lot of after-school special stuff, and then we'll do a couple of fantasy chats and we'll get the hell out of here. That'll be the show today. Chris, what do you think? You uh, you excited? You feel like you're going to do a good show, or are you nervous? You feel like, hey, this is I not mean, the place for you to be. I do a good show. We've never done a show together. I know I'm going to do a good show for you. I, I don't know, so I don't want to go out on a limb to my 10,000 <laughs> followers and promise them something, but uh, here we are. I have full faith and full trust. And really quick, I want to say, you know, this came about, I was just, you know, hanging out at home one day and I saw you guys doing your broadcast and I saw a couple comments were going in and we linked up after that. So I'm saying just if people want to shoot your shot, just a simple comment. You never know what it'll lead to. So very happy to be here and to talk uh, baseball. That is exactly what happened. True story. Uh, I didn't even know you existed. See, you have over 10,000 followers, but I didn't know who the hell you were. That's how this goes. There's so many bubbles in the world, so many Twitter bubbles as well, and you cannot yeah. know somebody who lives 40 minutes from you, you know? Absolutely. 14,000, by the way, so can we just call it what it is? I mean, it's, it's 14,100, so, I mean, if we're going to be Damn! that. <laughs> that's, that's legit. That's totally legit, and by the way, People really do buy followers. Have you ever heard of a story where that was actually true? Uh, I haven't heard of a story of people specifically buying followers, but I've heard of people buying accounts with already, you know, 10, 12,000 follower accounts. Like people pay thousands of dollars for like a, an already oh. pre-existing account. So in a way, you know, you can, I could farm like kind of like a minor league system. I could farm my own account. And then when it gets to 10, every time I get to 10,000, I sell it to some poor schlub who can't do his own work, and, and, and there you go. So, again, from the price ranges, I have no idea, but I would imagine I heard, again, you know, 10,000 or more followers. It's a, a few, like, two, $3,000 to buy an account that already exists that way. I mean, again, it's a very slippery slope. It's a dark kind of thing here. And, again, just, you know, the weird Twitter bubble is what travels. Man, that is just... That's pathetic. I feel like that's pathetic. I feel like I know it's a rat race and I know people want to get an edge. So I understand the motivation, but I feel just being yourself and connecting with people through each authentic experience. And that may sound like, oh, dude, what a bunch of shit. That sounds cheesy as fuck. Yeah, no, fuck that. That is not what's going on. I, I, every time I met somebody or I connected with them, I've done so many shows now. I mean, we're on show 112, 112. So a lot of those had guests on them, like yourself. And I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything. They've basically all been positive. I truly have not yet, not yet, I've not had a guest on where I was like, that guy fucking sucked or that girl sucked. 
Well, here, here's the thing real quick. So when it comes to like buying accounts and, and things like that, it's, you know, I've seen, I've only been, I, it, my profile says I joined in 2017, but first three years, I didn't do nothing. Like I gave it a, a old college uh, try here about a year ago. And from in the last year, a lot of people, men and women, they write, they, they try and write a lot of weird checks. Like this guy's going to do this, or this is going to happen tonight. And if it doesn't, uh, you know, I'll eat dog crap or I'll, you know, shave my head with a, with a rusty blade. And then when, when it doesn't happen and they have to pay their, their bet, they say, no, they get raked over the coals and then they have to disappear because they like the onslaught is so bad. And then boom, they pop up after disappearing for a few months and up, oh, they already have 10,000 followers. And it's just a weird thing. Again, Twitter is just, a, it's one small tool to the whole process of, of what we're trying to do here in terms of writing and broadcasting and everything. Twitter is just one little piece of the puzzle here. So to, to be, you know, that involved where I'm going to make a bet myself and then say, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to eat cat poop. And then I don't eat crap cat poop. And they, they, they come to my front door with, with, lighted swords and trying to hang me disappear and then it's just so strange to me it's the behavior is so odd man genius 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 yeah that's uh good lord it's the world we live in right now but hey i'm glad chris is aboard we're going to talk about fantasy baseball twitter is not everything twitter is not your life twitter is just one part of the world as chris clearly laid out and here on the hands rico plazzo fantasy baseball podcast which is presented by rotafanatic.com you are welcome to ask questions on the live stream chat. You can jump in here, whatever you want. We'll try to answer the questions as best as we can. We don't have all the answers, but we might have a few. You never know. And Chaz says, oh, wait, we're talking about something serious. My bad. Yeah, it happens. It's okay, Chaz. Don't Sorry, worry about Chaz. it. Yeah. Don't sweat it here. Uh, sup, two L's, two Z's. Just going to chill and listen while I work. Give it hell, fellas. We'll give it hell, Jasper. Good to see you, Jasper. I, we haven't been on the air in about a week, which is a really big break for us. Because we had the All-Star break, and then, like we said, we had a couple scheduling snafus here and there. So it's great to be back on the air with you guys. We don't usually do afternoon shows, but we got a nice little turnout for the afternoon, which I'm very pleased. Obviously, because Chris Robin is here, that's why you're all here. I get it. Well, I like that you're saying that. I don't think it's me necessarily, but I appreciate that little ego boost here. So I appreciate hey. that. That All the guys working, you're at home, hanging out with, with if you're a house husband or a housewife. Glad you're here. <laughs> Yeah, we're just, uh, you know, consider this just like a practice run, you know? We're just kind of like doing our thing. Away. You know, all, all the stories are on, you know, from like noon to 3 o'clock. You know, Young and the Restless and General Hospital. So, Is that shit still uh, on? Absolutely. Wow. So if I, if we can compete with the Young and the Restless, then, you know, I'm all ears. I'd do this every day if we were going up against, you know, General Hospital. Shoot. <laughs> we talking about practice well this is the real thing this is the real thing folks we're going to dive into a lot of baseball today and i'm just really glad chris is here he seems like a cool guy he keeps it real too so when we get into rico's inquisition i'm very very much excited to talk about some stuff beyond baseball but chris i think it's fair to say you're known as a football guy isn't that fair to say yeah uh D i mean overall dfs but everybody uh yeah looks at me as a fantasy football thing and again i'm trying to change that narrative again I i've made no secret about this you know, hockey and baseball are my two favorite sports. It's 1A, 1B. 
And, you know, people, you know, they try and tell you what you want to hear. It's all smoke and mirrors. And I know, is it <laughs> weird? Is it weird for me to say football isn't even my favorite sport? Well, no, because that's, that's my truth. That's my how I live my life. So I prefer baseball and hockey. But as it stands right now, uh, football is my biggest claim to fame, especially, you know, DFS and bottom of the barrel. Yeah, football is not my favorite sport. And I think sometimes when you have analysis that you're really good at, it doesn't mean it's your favorite sport, right? Yeah. You just kind of have a knack for it, too. And we all know how big football is. I mean, you'd be silly not to, again, as you can attest to here in Michigan, any, I mean, the Red Wings could win five Stanley Cups in a row. Tigers could win 16 World Series championships in a row. And then the minute that the Lions make just the playoffs or they win a game, they, they absolutely dominate here in Detroit in terms of the paper and the radio and TV markets. So football uh, is massive all over the country. Go Tigers! The fucking worst, these Lions. God, they're just the worst thing ever. And they get way too much. You're right. They get all the pub and oh. all the radio time for even the offseason. I mean, obviously, I know NFL's a 24-7, 365 operation at this point. And I myself, I'm trying to get into fantasy football now. I played for 20 years, so it's not like I'm some guy who doesn't know the game. I just didn't choose to get into the analysis game yet. But now I'm trying to make that happen as well. So I love football, but I love baseball more. And that'll probably always stay true to myself. That will be who I am. But I don't like to, it's not like it's a huge gap. You know, baseball's fun. Football's fun. They all have their moments. And there's people that stand out in each sport. Like basketball last night, the Bucks won the title, you know? Giannis. Giannis is the best. Giannis is such a great story. He's a real dude. He tells great stories in press conferences, like genuine, authentic, personal tales. And he stayed in the small market, supposedly, which I hate. I hate the small market thing. I think it's fucking dumb, but I understand that it exists. But he did it. And he didn't go to a coast. He didn't go to a glitzy city. Stayed home. And he won a title for a team that hadn't won a title in 50 years. 50 years. And that's the kind of stuff I get drawn to. So it doesn't matter what sport it might be. There are people and stories that happen within all these sports that I get drawn to. Absolutely. And I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch the finals at all. I didn't watch one minute of the finals. I'm not a big NBA guy, but I can respect it. I mean, that's the thing about sure. being a, a, you know, a genuine, caring human being in a way. Personalities aside and all that. And I saw this morning, I will wake up just to, not to share my morning routine, but I wake up and I have my coffee. I take, take a dump. Yep. Yeah. I have two. Sometimes I took three this morning. It was a full evacuation morning for me. <laughs> but I watched, you know, I catch up on videos and messages and all that. And Giannis, uh, didn't even go to sleep. He's probably still riding around. He went to McDonald's and ordered a 50 piece. He had his MVP trophy. <laughs> he had, I'm not kidding. And he recorded it the whole way. And people just gra- are gravitate. They gravitate to this kid and they love him because again, he's, he's just genuine. He's not, you know, in Hollywood doing silly movies and, you know, getting in nightclub fights or whatever the heck, you know, pro athletes do. I mean, regular like Tommy Pham. He does yeah. that. Yeah. Tommy Pham got in a club fight, huh? He got stabbed at a strip club off season. Not great. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but Giannis is, you know, he's just a likable guy. And you're right. He, he had the most recent press conference I watched. He was talking about, you know, humility and the difference and looking ahead. And, and that's where you get caught up in your ego. But humility is where you are now and, and all that. I mean, it was very, very well put, if I may say so. Beautiful. It was really, really refreshing. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. That's, that's what makes this stuff great. I love baseball, sports. Anything that is genuine, when it's all uh, fake, fraudulent, uh, filled with trash, I don't care about that stuff. However, 
Uh, and I wasn't going to do this, but, you know, we're here to appease the Palazzo Pals here. That's a, that's a new thing I'm trying. I like alliteration. So our fellow Palazzo Pals, they want to know, where do you think Dra- Barkley will get drafted at this year, Chris? Oh, well, personally, you know, I, I can't speak to other people, but personally, I drafted him at 201, you know, the first pick of the second round in the fishball draft. And again, I had 112 and 201, and I, I could have drafted Barkley in the first round to pump up his ADP and all that. But I chose Jonathan Taylor at the end of the first, and then on the turn, I grabbed Saquon Barkley. So right now, I mean, that's pretty standard. You're looking at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, and that's fine. I think it's weird to say that the end of the first round or the beginning of a second round is a steal for a guy, but that's a steal for him. Cause again, I, there's no qualms in my mind about how dominant he's going to be in fantasy sports. And especially with social media at our fingertips at every moment in time, it's all about the new shiny thing, you know, the rookies and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Coming off of a, a nasty uh, ACL injury, but we all know the pictures we've seen his quads are massive. His calves are just calves on calves. It's, it's insane. So I got no issue with with drafting Saquon in the first round. Super flex or, or standard, don't matter to me. Yes, this is a baseball show, but we don't like to pigeonhole ourselves. And especially a guy like Chaz, who lives in Alaska, Chris. He's all oh. out there in Alaska. So we got to, I got to take care of my Alaskan brother out there. So when he asks a football question, I'm going to make it happen. Last one. This is obvious, though, Chaz. I think this is an obvious response. Who replaces Cam Akers? It's clearly Darrell Henderson. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't know if they if they even try to replace Cam Akers, right? We looked at Cam, young kid, it's just a massive bummer, you know, kicked his head down, worked hard, not about, you know, dancing on social media and all that. I'm a big character guy, if you haven't noticed, and Cam Akers' injury is just a massive, massive bummer for me. I was all in on him. And again, with Stafford as their quarterback now, with the, with the receiving uh the kids that they have receiving cup and woods. I don't even know if they try to replace cam makers. They're just going to maybe throw 10 more times a game. I don't see Hendy getting 20 plus carries a game. There's just no way maybe 12 to 15 a game and the rest will be passing play. So again, you hate to take something like an injury and, and kind of pluck, you know, positivity out of that in a way for, you know, fake football purposes. But I could see Cup and, and Woods getting a massive bump or a massive boost there because of that. And even the young kid, Jacob Harris, they drafted him six foot five, tall white kid. I mean, he's insane. Uh, Higby wasn't even around uh, for OTAs this summer. So they gave Jacob Harris all the tight end one reps and he really shined there. So again, all the pass catchers in this offense get a slight uptick. And again, don't even know if Cam Akers is replaced. If they do, Hendy might see a couple more carries. You would not have come on the show unless you knew we were a high-character show. So that obviously speaks to itself. Goes without saying, Chris knows people. He really understands what makes people tick. And he's I got not my gonna... finger on the pulse of... Uh, Social media fantasy football, very, you know, small, but there's still a pulse. It's not dead, but I have my finger right on it. You're not on life support. You're doing fine, buddy. And I see you're rocking the Colorado Rockies hat. For those of you that are listening to the podcast version, you can't see it, but he's got the CR on his hat there. Coors. We always appreciate any type of Coors opportunity. We can drop Coors in the show. That's a good moment for us. Sam Elliott. That's the voice, right? He's insane. Coors. That's Sam Elliott for sure. Roadhouse. What a great movie. Thank you. See, that's my kind of guy. You got to know Sam Elliott's voice like that. It's Americana. It's within seconds. You, you can't Shazam it. Is that even a thing? Hey, Siri, what's the <laughs> song? I mean, I don't know. Who's that's uh, maybe. How come they never did that? Yeah. Whose voice is that for like movie clips or audio clips? That's uh, maybe you could make some money, dude. I don't know. 
I'm Sam Cooler. I mean, I'll pra- I'm going to practice that all day now. Coors. I'm just going to say it over and over again. Coors. Coors. I can't get. I can't get. You got to get low. You got to get low. I mean, you got a handlebar mustache. I'd expect it out of you. Coors. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes, that was dead on. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to do. I- Roadhouse is the stupidest movie that ever existed, but God damn it, it's one of the best. It's such a great watch. It's so so much fun. We always watch it every year. We do this thing called The Feast where uh, me and like 20 old friends from high school. I know it sounds sad, but it's actually pretty cool because we go away for a three-day, like Thursday through Saturday, and we go anywhere in Michigan where we can rent a house. You know, there's a lot of great houses across the Great Lakes State from the west side to the east side to the thumb up to, you know, the northern areas. And... Every year we do that in the fall, and one of the things we always do, we wake up on Friday morning, we put on Roadhouse, we have our coffee, maybe a little bit of Bailey's in there, and uh, have a few laughs. That sounds fair. It's not corny. I, I'm uh, I'm 37. I graduated high school in 2002. I have the same oh. group of guy friends since 1991. We were in first grade together, so shout out to nice. Mike, Kirk, and Alex. We've been friends from day one. Hell yes. Absolutely. Many shouts out, guys. I love it. That's what that's what I'm all about, man. Some people say, hey, you're not growing. If you're staying friends with the same people you knew when you were young, I disagree with that. I think you could still grow, meet new people. I'm meeting a new guy now. I didn't know Chris before. We're still hanging out. We're connecting, but I'm still going to keep my roots nice and tight together because it's always cool to have people who know you and have watched you grow and change, and they can recall things about your life that people who are newer to your life don't know anything about. They can see the whole story unfold, and you can do the same for them. Exactly. And who? And who's the? What do you mean? That, not not you personally, but anybody that would say you keep the same group of friends or the same wife. Or, I mean, that's the whole point of life: establishing relationships, and then you nurture those relationships. So if I've yes. been friends, if I've been friends with the same people since 1991, there for sure has been some growing in there, right? We we disconnect. They have family. They all three of them just had their second kids. There's always growing in ways around it. You know, when you're in high school and college, it's a free-for-all, 24-7. You're, you're hanging out, you're partying. But then when you get older and mature, there's some growing that needs to be done. So me and my friends aren't going to Canada to drink at 19 now when we're in our <laughs> 30s because we have families and full-time jobs. So there is massive amounts of growing uh, involved with keeping the same friends. It says a lot about one's character if you, you know, connect and, and stay, you know, plugged into a same group of people for 20, 30 years. What did you, what did you have, a few drinks this morning? Huh? I, I think you did, didn't you? No, he didn't. This guy is the man. Chris Robbins with us. I love it. My kind of guy. I'm a roots guy, but I also like to expand and learn as much as I can about this world before I perish from it. So I think we're on the same page here. We're on the Palazzo Podcast. We're talking with Mr. Robin at Detroit Beastie. A great handle, by the way. What a beautiful... It's It flows. It's so natural. Thank you. Are you a Beastie Boys fan, or are you just a beast? No, Beastie is my cat's name. That's what, that's what it is. Oh, shit. Beastie, See, I didn't like, even know that. Beastie is my cat's name, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but when you had to, like, way back when, anytime I have to create a profile name or a password, it's just, I, I feel like I have to make it quick. It's all done in haste. And I made the, the or excuse me, the Twitter handle a few years ago. And I was like, what, what can I do? And I looked in the living room and there's my cat Beastie. I said, from Detroit, her name's Beastie. Let's just link it together. And here we are. Fast forward to right now. And it's it's carried across the country in a way. Well done, sir. I love it. I'm not a cat guy personally, but I'm not going to hold that against you. Do your thing. Love your Hi. cats. Live your life. I'm a dog guy. And that's just how it's going to be. 
Uh, let's talk business here real quick. I want to get this business done and over with. On the Plato Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Still looking for trophy ideas. Now, Chris, we'd love to get your take because we wanted to create a trophy for our Palazzo Podcast Invitational, which is a season-long fantasy baseball event. It has individual leagues. There's four of them, 60 teams overall, and the overall winner gets the trophy. But we don't know how we're going to do the trophy still. We've had a few ideas. Uh, Anything come to mind that you would like to share? Well, I know that the proverbial, like the championship wrestling belt, I mean, that's that's played out. That's not interesting. Yeah, um, I you guess. You get like yeah. a big cup, kind of like a Stanley Cup thing or, you know, one of those golf trophies. Uh, a big mm. plate. I mean, they give away plates, like silver and gold oh, plates yeah. when you play golf. And like Wimbledon. The Australian <laughs> Open, you get this big plate. But I mean, I, I would like to think that depending on, it could be personalized to the person that wins, right? Let's say I win, Detroit Beastie. How cool would that get be to get like a, a, a cat trophy, like a bronze? It'd be like plastic, but it'd be a cat, right? Or, you know, if you're a Macho Man Randy Savage, just get a wrestling card, an action figure. I mean, there's you can do anything. I, I'd like to think that it could be personal each season, season to season. You could do the, the standard trophy, and then you get like a plaque that's personal. Because I know in today's day and age of like WWF and all that, the belt is, is what it is. But then the, the, the wrestler who is the champion has their own like little personalized icons on the side of the belt. So there's a million different ways to skin this cat. <laughs> wow. I've made a huge mistake. I love some of those ideas and I don't like all of those ideas. But I like it enough where you really got my head spinning. Because that's what we need. We need ideas. We're ideas people. We thrive off of them, you know? That means something to me. So thank you for that. That was good stuff. And if you guys have ideas, ones you just heard from Chris, you want to share, want to connect with one of those, you think it's the winner, send it in. Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Two L's, two Z's, of course. Utah. And me too. You can also DM the show, Plaza Podcast, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, kind of, not really, and Facebook even less. But technically we're there, but we don't really use that stuff. I'd also like to thank our new followers. Thank you, new followers. Welcome into the show. It's great to have you aboard. We cracked a 1,000 followers a few weeks ago. And like Chris said, it's not everything, but it is an identifier. And especially since we're not buying followers, it lets us know that people are connecting with the show at a certain pace, which is fine. We're not trying to haul ass to 10,000 followers or anything like that. It just means that somebody cares enough to follow us. Listen to the show, watch the show on YouTube, sub the YouTube channel. That means everything to us. And guys like Derek Warren, who DM'd me the other day asking a bunch of fantasy baseball questions, which I was very, very grateful that he gave us the opportunity to do that. Very cool stuff. We talked about his team, some trade possibilities, some players to target. And it's great to have you aboard, Derek. We hope that you connect with us. You can come to the live stream, ask questions to our guests, ask questions to myself, ask questions to Chris Deary. All of you are welcome to do so. That goes the same for Nicole Cahill, Stephen Swan, fantasy baseball fan. That's literally his handle, fantasy baseball fan. And Dougie. Duggle? Duggle. Duggle 10. That's a new one. I've never heard of that one. Duggle 10. Thank you for following the show. That'll do it for now. If you want to follow the show, remember, Plotzel Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. All right. So. Having said that, we've covered the basics. This is the Hey, It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by rotofanatic.com. Head over to rotofanatic.com and check out our latest articles. We got a new one from Michael Richards, who's a prospect guru. It's all about the ASL prospects, top 20 prospects for each team in the ASL. 
Central. Prospects. They make everybody salivate, don't they, Chris? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm in uh, two big-time uh, dynasty baseball leagues, and I have like 30 or 40 minor league spots. I do my – I post my top 100 prospects each year. Uh, I did it a few months ago. I mean, the season's been going for three months, but uh, I'm a huge prospect. I love everything about it from start to finish. Is it time to talk about Duran Duran? Yeah, Jaron Duran of the Red Sox. That's a fun prospect right there, says Chad Sample. Absolutely. Getting called up to Boston and he actually, he already did. And we'll see what he's about. We know, you know, in a way, this is all like a vague kind of thing, nothing, you know, profound here, but Boston is, they're not good at the moment. They're kind of down and out and it's just going back and forth between the Yankees who strike out too much. But I love the idea long. If you've ever played fantasy baseball, you know, that with prospects, you know, most teams treat these kids with gloves like they don't want to call them up because you're going to use use up a year of eligibility or something weird like that. Just get these kids up and let's go. Because last year when we had all that COVID stuff, I, I believe that the MLB came out and said, we're not going to, you know, mess with all that stuff. So all the prospects came up. Let's see what you got. We can always send you down and go from there. But but I'm a huge Duran guy, and we'll see what he's got for, for Boston this, this in the second half. Hopefully he can stay uh, up, right, because we know they, they flounder a little bit. They don't all grab, grasp on, like, really quick. So I'm all no. for Duran. Walter Franco got called up, and he hasn't done shit. <laughs> yeah, he hit a home run his first at bat, and it was insane. And then his batting average, last I looked, well, I don't even think it's over 200. Last time I looked, it was at, like, 189, 187. Yeah, that's not good. That sounds bad. I will tell you this. The Red Sox have lost six of the last ten games, so they are in a dead heat with the Rays right now for first place. They need uh, Chris Sale coming back, and that's going to be a big boost for them. And we're going to talk about more of that. So, we got the intros out of the way. We know who Chris is. We know a little bit about what's going on in today's show. Why don't we dive into what we call Leading Off. All right. So, in Leading Off today, I already... Gave you the preview. We're going to talk a little about the Tiger. Good. Our first catch of the day. And our first catch of the day today is this, Chris. Are the Tigers actually fun? Absolutely. I think they are. And again, this isn't coming from a place of, uh, you know what? It is. It's coming from a place of, of homership, Homerville, right? Being born and raised on the east side of Detroit. And again, we all thought the Tigers were going to be bad, with you know, within reason. And they're not awful. I mean, are they the worst team in the league? I don't think so. But it, I love the... It, the, the fact that Al Avila is our GM makes me nervous for the long-term, you know, growth it of, should. Of, the, of the kids, you know, the prospects here. But they have a, a massive talent of kids down in the farm. Spencer Torkelson is just tearing the cover off the ball. Riley Green is, is playing well here. We have, hopefully, in a few years, maybe the best you know, homegrown assembled uh, rotation pitching, you know, that we've seen in a long time, aside from like the Braves of a few years ago. But the Tigers are fun because they're taking chances. Look at Akil Badu. They called him up and look what he's done. I mean, he's been in and out, but he'll, he hits a, a very, uh, you know, well-warranted home run right when you need it. I think he hit one on Sunday and it was unbelievable. And what about Hill? I think his name is, uh, what, what the heck is his first name? Darren Hill? Darren Hill, yeah. He's stealing bases at, like, I think he's like six for seven with stealing bases. Normally, you know, you get these down and out franchises that historically don't win and they're just, they're, they're kind of bums. They're poverty, as the kids on Twitter say, a poverty <laughs> franchise here. 
Just call <laughs> these kids up at, at whatever clip you want. That's why you have uh, AAA. You have the mud hens for that purpose, to file guys in and file guys out. Miguel Cabrera, we know he's in the twilight of his career. Will he ever hit these, you know, these numbers, 500, this, or 3,000 hits? Who knows? But in the meantime, let's get some kids in the mix and see what they're about. If they don't work out, you, you outright cut them, send them back, designate them for assignment or whatever it is. But every once in a while, you're going to hit. I'm not saying Hill and Badu are huge hits, but if you're going to have some long-term success, with, you know, figuring it out, you have to have a couple of things go your way, right? These prospects hit, these high-end prospects like Green and Torkelson, the pitchers, we already know what they're going to do, or we think we know what they're going to do. Yeah. But along the way, if you can add in kind of a surprise uh, person, a surprise kid or two along the way, that makes, you know, that that's what builds a franchise from from the bottom up, if I if I may say so. Beautiful. Well said, sir. That is what I'm talking about. I love it, and I would love to see the Tigers be fun. They're borderline fun right now. They're starting to be entertaining enough, and A.J. Hinch is getting a lot of the credit right now because, you know, he won a World Series. Go Tigers! Although some people said he may have cheated. Uh, Not him specifically, but he was the manager of that team with the Astros, so whatever, we know the truth there. But Chris Fetter, the pitching coach, gets a lot of credit and should get more credit. He has really done wonders with some of these guys, like Willie Peralta. Willie Peralta is going out there throwing gems recently, and he was off the trash heap, frankly. There's nothing Absolutely. really special about him. So Chris Fetter, to me, is the right now he's the MVP. I'm calling Chris Fetter, pitching coach at Michigan. He was at Michigan as running them to the World Series. They were one game away from winning the College World Series a couple of years ago. They played, yeah, they were, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was uh, the last game, and it was like yeah. the series was tied, and they, yeah. They it was uh, Vanderbilt, I think, yeah. Correct, yeah, they're so good. I mean, they're just churning out baseball talent, Vandy. Right. But Chris Fetter deserves a lot of credit, so I want to make sure he gets some more pub right now. People outside of Detroit probably have no idea who Chris Fetter is, so that's the point here. I want to give props to people who have earned it, and he's earned it. 100%. And a guy like uh, Jose uh, Urena, I mean, he's always been kind of an innings eater. And he's not done nothing special here. And he is eating innings here. But again, that's the kind of a player that you need, given you have to gauge, you have to read the room, as they say. What, what, are, you, what are you trying to do as a team, both short-term, long-term, and how are you going to bridge the two? And Jose yes. Urena is the perfect pitcher for what we need right now. He's not going to win you games. He's not going to win Cy Young's but he's going to eat innings and that's all you need given kind of what your, what, what the outlook is on your franchise right now. So scrap heap guy, just like Peralta came over from Miami, never does anything special, but he's there to, to, to help kind of nudge this thing along. Agreed. Playing some taps here. Who died? Now you're one. <laughs> We're wondering why. Yes. Why have we got ourselves in such a, <laughs> Our note here. Well, this is for Spencer Turnbull. Torn that ligament on the throwing elbow. He's going to have to have Tommy John. You gave us a no hitter, Spencer. It was gorgeous. A great outing against the Mariners earlier this year. You did it. And I feel bad for you. We're not going to see you till 2023. So, Spencer Turnbull, farewell to you. We'll see you back here in about a year and a half to two years. Very sad. Oh. 
Can I, can I just really quick off the cuff, if I may, just give a quick eulogy here. I got something on my Please. mind. Uh, I, I want to get off here. So uh, about a, a year and a half ago at Tiger Fest, as they do at Comerica Park, in the wintertime, you can go there and you meet some of the players. They give away stuff. And I, I normally go every year. I've had season tickets for a long time. I gave them up about two years ago. I do like a half season ticket package. And Tiger Fest, it's always fun to go. And three years ago, I met Matthew Boyd. We talked one-on-one for like 20 minutes outside the park. So it just happened to be that I was leaving. He was catching a car to the airport. His wife was having their first kid or something. And not kidding, this time last year, same thing happened with, with Turnbull. So I'm at Tiger Fest outside, right on Woodward, right in front. And we talked for about five or 10 minutes. I said, hey, uh, you know, I'm a big Tigers fan. I like what you're doing as a pitcher and the hard work that you put in. And we had a very, you know, kind of down to earth, you know, talk. I didn't ask for an autograph. I don't do the picture thing. You know, two grown men talk. That seems weird to me, right? Hey, will you yeah. sign my 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 boob? I mean, that's not that's not what I do here. <laughs> but we talked and 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 we chatted. We had some laughs. I'm not kidding. And Turnbull really impressed with impressed me with how he uh, just carries himself. Again, he's just a regular guy. He's not Superman or a superhero. He's a professional uh, baseball player. And when he threw that no-hitter, it was fantastic. Couldn't happen to a nicer kid, nicer guy, I should say. And now that he, he he's done for the season, we won't see him again for probably a year and a half, that hurts. I like the kid. You hate to see that happen to, to good people, right? Again, bad people, you don't know the difference. But anybody who puts so much time and effort, you know, to, to play, you know, to, to get a craft like that, deserves yeah. you know respect from probably started pitching as a little kid so turnbull i wish you the best i hope to see you soon maybe we can link up at tiger fest next year if you're there and uh we'll see you soon and get well buddy that one is long gone well done sir well done i love spencer turnbull he was my favorite he is he's my favorite pitcher in terms of their starters on the staff and that was before the no hitter i want to get that clear you can go back and listen to me on many episodes prior, offseason, last year, I loved his pitch mix, and I loved his slider tremendously. So I hope that he's healthy enough he can come back and throw that thing better than ever. And that was a beautiful eulogy. And, right. man, I got to go to Tigers Fest. I didn't know you could actually run into players outside in the parking lot and have a honest conversation with them, Chris, because I don't want an autograph. You're right. I don't need the material stuff. I need knowledge. I need wisdom from yeah. these guys. Well, I would say, you know, a select few. Every year I've been, uh, you know, Miguel Cabrera's walking with 17 people in his entourage and he's got, you know, security <laughs> guards with him. I mean, a little tough a to get through fide, that one. Mickey's a bona fide superstar, right? And at the time, you know, Matthew Boyd was a nobody. I think he was going into his rookie season. Turnbull was a nobody at the time. So they, you know, I, I even uh, chatted with Daniel Norris uh, the season after he was traded from Toronto, after his, you know, uh, you know, how can I put this? His, his, uh, his nutsack cancer scare and all that. He was yeah. at Tiger Fest and we chatted. So the lesser known guys, you know, they're still pro ball players and they, they, they walk around freely. But, it, you know, when, when Daniel Norris or Matthew Boyd or Spencer Turnbull walk around Comerica Park, nobody knows who the heck they are unless you're like us. We live and breathe uh, uh, baseball and we know who they are. Beautiful, beautiful. cancer, not, not nutsack, but I, I was drawing a blank, so I apologize. Why would you apologize on this show? We don't censor on this show. We're free. No one runs us. We're an independent podcast free of the burdens that society places on us with the restrictions. We want to be open, free to express ourselves at any given time. We don't want to be cruel. We don't want to be uh, assholes, but yeah. we want to be able to express ourselves openly and honestly so that we can be our true selves. 
Absolutely. So uh, well, then I don't take it back after his nutsack cancer scare, and he's still there. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, hell yeah. Coors. Coors. That's what I'm talking about. I swear about. to God, I was just going to say that before you hit him. We're on the same page. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So, Spencer, we wish you the best, buddy. And uh, we'll see you back on the bump very, very soon. All right. I want to talk about some of Govier's guys. Yeah, it's more alliteration. I can't help myself. I'm out of control with it. It's really out of control. Every night, every night, seven days a week, I post Govier's guys as much as Twitter will allow me. 240 characters worth. That's it. I don't do multiple pages. Just one page, one thread, or one off. A one-off 240 character tweet of as many guys as I can fit in who I thought did a good job. No negatives. Only guys that were the best of the best from each night around the diamond in Major League Baseball. And recently, some players have been catching my eye that I'm excited about. Uh, Brandon Marsh was called up for the Angels. He finally made his debut. He's got long, flowing hair. He's very sexy. And he stole a base. That's a lot of fun. I saw that yesterday. And Bradley Zimmer of Cleveland has been playing better recently. He's playing every day, and he's been stealing bags and getting on base at a 370 clip. Now, I know it's only about 130 plate appearances, but he's getting... In OBP leagues, Bradley Zimmer is a bonus. He's a real nice guy to have on your squad. And, Chris, I want to ask you, uh, a guy like Zach Gallen, who's another guy I've identified on my list of Govier's guys. I got to say it like that. Govier's guys. Govier's I guys. Yeah, I got to get all weird like that. Or maybe I should do it like Sam Elliott. Govier's guy. I can't do it. I can't. It's so low. It's so low. Uh, but Zach Gallen possibly tore his elbow earlier in the year. Then they said, oh, no, it's fine. And then he came back and he struck people out. And then he got hurt again with a hamstring issue. And after that, I dropped him in some of my big money leagues. I couldn't take it anymore. But then he came right back from the hamstring injury. And he's making shit happen again on the bump. When, when is the time to finally cut a guy like Zach Gallon, somebody who's injured repeatedly, do you just have to wait it out again and again? What's your strategy when it comes to that? Well, when it comes to, you know, I apply this in all formats, right? Football, baseball, hockey, you know, season oh, yeah. long stuff. You know, I, I I don't do well with those kind of players, right? And Zach Gallon, I have a sweet spot for him, kind of like Bradley Zimmer. I've had these guys in my notes, right? Little tabs. Look at all the tabs I have in this. I have my, wow. I buy my prospect hand, my Baseball America prospect book, you know, a month in advance. And you should, each one looks like, each one is like my baseball Bible season to season. I've had you know, Marsh and, uh, yeah, Bradley Zimmer and even Gallon, you know, marked years before they made their, their debut here. And there's certain people that you have that I have like an affinity for that I like. And Zach Gallon is one of those guys. But when it comes to off injured players, you know, it's, you have to look at it as when does it become a hindrance to your regular everyday life? Like if I'm off at work or as I'm doing this broadcast, if all I'm thinking about is, Damn it! Why? What's going on with Zach Gallon? Can I trust him in my? That's right. When that's when I cut ties. Like if I'm, that's all I think about is: is he going to get hurt again? What's he going to do? I cut ties. I'm not a very patient man. I don't like to wait things out. So again, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt because I'm one extreme, you know, to the other in terms of injury guys. So when it comes to Gallon, I do own him in several leagues, and I did not cut him again because I told you it's just there's something about him that I can't quit. We all have players like that, but you know he has, you know what. 56 Ks this season, 23 balls, uh, no saves, no holds, obviously. 3.86 ERA, it's respectable. But when it comes to, as I said, off-injured guys, I cut bait really quick. And, of course, I've been burned in the past. But for the most part, after
after I cut that player, if, if he if he turns it up or if he fades away, regardless, I'm cool with it. That's the whole key here. You have to make peace with your decision right then and there. You, you're going to do you're going to get nowhere, you know, second guessing yourself and hemming yeah. and hawing all the way. Yeah, you're right about that. He got that hammy injury and I thought he's going to be out for a long time again. I also thought they would power him down because they have nothing to play for. So why pitch him? If your season's totally in the dumper, which is what Arizona currently has going on. A total disaster of a season, a lost season for them. But that shows you don't panic. Don't freak out. Slow your roll. Take it easy. And Jasper's reminding me that he is in the main Palazzo event. This is a side chat, which you can all participate in anytime you want. Come on into the main area here and share. Yeah, share your thoughts. Move your hands around. Try it out. It's a lot of fun. Take hey, I, I will say real quick, if, if you if someone comments here and you see it, maybe you'll be a guest. I mean, that's how I mean, I, I'm a, like a like this is a dream scenario. I'm like Cinderella. I commented and here <laughs> I am. So the more you comment, the more you enter your chances of being a guest on the show. I just made that up. It's not a real contest, but you never know. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. That's passion right there. Star Platinum, who's a regular here on the Palazzo podcast live stream. I've had Carlos Carrasco on my team since the draft. Wow. Well, he hasn't played once this year, so you've been hanging on for a long time. Some guys you have to marry for the season. Gallon, good to cut. Okay, well, Star Platinum approves. Then I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you, Star Platinum. Thank you, Star uh, Platinum. Again, it's all in the, behind, the, the, the eye of the beholder, you know, for Ooh, Metallica. Who knows? Yeah. The Harvester of Sorrow. Dire Man. I'm getting Metallica. I'm going 80s Metallica now. You started it. Uh, what are, what's my favorite 80s Metallica? So I'll ride the Lightning, maybe, probably. That's pretty That's good. That's a good song. one, yeah. yeah. They were recently, I, you know, Howard's, I have a big serious satellite radio guy. I have it in my car. It's really all I listen to. And uh, Metallica and Lars, they've been on a million times. Have you heard the, you know who Jim Brewer is, the stand-up comedian actor? Of course. He tells Goat the boy. Story. <laughs> yeah, goat, goat boy. Yeah, he tells the story of he went out with Lars one night, and it was insanely funny because Jim Brewer's doing he's doing an impression of Lars, and it was like you it, it, you would think it's him, and Lars was such a dick to, to everybody around him that night, but it was so funny. It's just unbelievably entertaining. <laughs> I've heard Jim Brewer. Good to know he's still out there fighting the good fight. I like to hear that. Yeah, he's touring with Metallica. He opens for Metallica. And ACDC, like he he's got a thing where he put out Jim Brewer recently put out a heavy metal record kind of as a joke, but it kind of picked up the pace. And now he's touring with those like, you know, A-list rock and roll bands. That's right. I did hear that. Yeah, he's like a big metal guy and it's actually turned into a thing for him. I forgot about that. Very, very fun information. Jim Brewer, if you're out there, you ever want to be on the show, just hit us up here. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Two L's and two Z's, of course. Utah. Uh, Give me two. All right, so, yeah, I want to cover a couple of Govies guys who did that. By the way, the Zach Gallon drops, those were redraft leagues. They were definitely not dynasty leagues, of course. Correct. So that I think that would go without saying, but I just wanted to make sure we got that clear. Real quickly, rotofanatic.com, which is the presenting sponsor of the show, but basically I'm an owner investor in it, so it's kind of like, you know, hey, I'm forcing it on you guys, but I think we do good work over there, and I know that the Data Monster, which was created basically by Paul Mamino. Shout out to Paul. At P. Mamino Fantasy on Twitter. He's a great guy. He's a New Jersey guy, and he knows data. So...
He's a great guy. I love my little monster. He's so cute, and cuddly, waddly. But my monster, the data monster on rotofanatic.com, has actual data for you guys. And the stuff ERA rankings. I wanted to look at this. Now, this is something put together by Paul. He mixes it in with his RF command, the rotofanatic command, which is basically looks at how a pitcher controls the strike zone and how often they walk people and how often they're able to stay in and out of the zone. But with stuff ERA, Taiwan Walker has a 3.15 stuff ERA. Now, you might say to yourself, hey, that's pretty darn good. 3.15 ERA anywhere is promising. But he was in the low twos for a while. And his last start, he got blown up. And I think it's time to get off the Taiwan Walker bandwagon ASAP. You know, I agree with you. We saw him at the All-Star game. And then the first, you know, the first actual game at after the All-Star game last Friday, um, he was one of my my biggest plays. I, I wrote about it. I broadcasted about it. And he just got, he was, I actually tweeted a photo of it in, in one or two innings. He had negative 14 points for, for, for DFS purposes. And it was like, you have to be kidding me. Like I staked my, 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 you know, my being on it, like my reputation. And he looked, made me look like a fool. Well, I don't want anybody making you look like a fool. That's not cool. I do but... a good job myself. I don't need other people doing it too. <laughs> yeah. You take care <laughs> you take care of that all on your own. I mean, you don't need other people making you. What you just said no is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yeah, we don't. Chris does that for himself, Taiwan Walker. So how dare you? But he and got lit no up. Point. Yeah. Nope. No point. No point in this conversation. Did you make any sense? And we are now dumber <laughs> for having heard that. May God have mercy on your soul. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's always good when somebody knows the drops. I love that. You're in tune with pop culture. We don't, A lot of guests come on here. They don't know what I'm doing half the time. So I find it refreshing that you're locked in, Chris. And he's Detroit Beastie on Twitter, at Detroit Beastie. Make sure you follow him. I'm at MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R on Twitter. Also podcast, two L's, two Z's. And every time I say that, I have to hit the button. Utah. It's actually in my contract, two. which doesn't exist because I don't have a contract. Alex Reyes of the Cardinals finally got lit up. He had set a record, a Major League Baseball record. Most consecutive saves, 24 for 24 to start his career here, in this season in particular. And then he finally got blown up. I saw it on Tuesday. There was the banners. There was like, hey, congratulations, Alex Reyes. And I thought it was really cool. And then, of course, he goes out yesterday, gives up three earned runs, blows a save, and now that streak is over. But he still has a 2.38 ERA. And that's still pretty damn good. I am concerned, though, because he was walking a lot of guys this season. And the All-Star break it just has this weird thing. It changes people. People change. They just, what they do in the first half, what they do in the second half, unless you're a super elite player like a, like Trout or a Fernando Tatis Jr. or something like that, sometimes these halves really have two different tails to them. Uh, what do you think? Alex Ray's second half here, he could never be as good as he was in the first half. In fact, he could probably never live up to that in the second half. It's too high of a standard. It absolutely is, but it's not, uh, you know, easier. All these corny, you know, cliches, easier said than done or never say never. Goonies never die, all that nonsense here. So who's <laughs> to say Alex Reyes can't do that again in the second half? Now, if you if you go back a few years, Reyes was like the, the bluest of blue chip prospects in terms of, of, of pitching. And we all know, I believe he had Tommy Johns, blew out his arm, came back in a reliever role, and he's handled that very well. It's fantastic. But on the 20th yesterday, he just barely pitched one out. He pitched one out, two hits, three earned runs, two base 
you know, two balls, baseballs, however you want to put it, in a K. His ERA yesterday alone was 81 just for, for a single, you know, kind of game. Only pitched one out here. So, again, you know, let's – if we're going to, you know, say, hey, can he put up the, these numbers in 25 or 28, however many in a row we think he can get to, let's get these nasty clunkers out of the way now. That's how I always look at it. It's better that you do that now than, you know, in the middle of August, in the beginning of, of September. Now, again, if you look at uh, the team, who, who he plays for, plays for the Cardinals, are they going to be in a lot of games? Is there going to be, you know, another 25 or 26 save opportunities for him to hit here? Meaning every time he pitches, he has to hit the mark. He has to get everyone to accumulate counting stats for our teams here. So, yeah, I, I'm on board with Reyes, you know, repeating what he did in the first half in the second half here. I've always been a Reyes guy. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are one game under 500, 47 and 48, seven and a half back in the wild card, eight and a half back from Milwaukee in the central of the National League. I love Alex Reyes. I've fallen in love with him too many times. He's really hurt me, though. He's caused a lot of pain internally for myself, and he's just not going to live up to the second half. I respect Mr. Robin, but we're going to disagree on this one, and that's okay because two grown men can disagree on something. Yeah, and I don't I, just because we disagree don't mean I'm going to call you names or say you're awful and, you know, slap your face. I don't know. I'm not going to talk like that. Did you just call me awful? Yeah, I'm going to slap your face. <laughs> Boom! I got to tell you this, though. I just see Reyes having a bogus second half. I hope he doesn't because I have him on a few teams that are very, very important to me right now. Maybe I should be considering trading him. That's what that's I, what I was going to say. If that's how you feel, that's fine. But here's your time. This is the chance I would wait. And I'm not telling you anything you probably don't already know, but let him have another outing. You don't want to trade him on a sour note like this. Let him get another save. A couple stri- strike out the side, get the save. That's when you sell him because then you can spin that. Well, did you see what he did before the all-star break? We're well on our way with that again. And you can really get over on somebody. So trade him. Oh, you know it. On this show, we always say trade at the high point, never at the low points. So, Chris, very smart man. Get a couple saves again, then trade his ass. Boom. That's how it's done. I feel his second half is tainted by this. And for now, for now, for now, but hopefully it'll get better soon. Uh, and then lastly, Kenta Maeda and, and Mr. Zach Grinke. Kenta Maeda and Zach Grinke. They're stuffy RA. Granky's is 377. Maeda's is 444. So there's a disparity there. 377, 444. But their RF command, the Rotofinet command, is virtually a tie. Maeda, it is a tie, actually. Maeda and Grinky, according to the data monster, which you can play with on rotofanatic.com, go play with the monster. He's sweet. He's not a mean monster. He's cuddly and cutesy wootsy. 5.21 RF command, which is at the top of the leaderboard of Rotofanatic command. So these guys are really dominating and controlling the strike zone. But the ERA is telling a different story. So that would tell me Maeda just had some bad luck because he has the higher ERA. Between these two pitchers, rest of season, Chris, do you prefer Grinky or Maeda? They're both in their 30s. They're both a little bit older. And one's yeah. on a contender, and the other is on a team that absolutely shit the bed this year in the Minnesota Twins. So really, just a personal story real quick. I'm not going to keep us here all day. We're at, the, what, the 51-minute mark here? Maeda was was a pitcher on a DFS line of mine last month when he went nuts. I believe he you know, was like eight, seven, eight innings. He won oh. me over almost $800 on FanDuel. He was my primary pitcher. So, again, when certain things happen like that, they, 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 they sit right in my heart, and I have a special place in my heart for them. But Kenta Maeda 
is he's only he's pitched 72 innings. You look at Grinky 120. The pedigree uh, of of Zach Grinky is just it's you can't deny what Grinky does. Again, he's older in his mid 30s, which isn't old, but for a professional pitcher, absolutely. He's nine and three. Uh, Kentai Maeda is uh, I don't know what is what his actual record. Trust me, is. He, he's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. So, but he's he, been better. Been better. So to me, it's not even really close. For seasonal formats, it's Grinky. When it comes to like DFS formats, I prefer Maeda, matchup to matchup. You're not married to him. Just one game at a time here. But to me, it's Grinky, and I'm not thinking twice. Hmm. And Maeda could get you more Ks. He has a higher ability. He had a 10K outing over the last month, which was very promising. The guy that I originally kept in my home league hoping to get, which I did not get in the early part of the season, he was hurt. He didn't show up. He ended up going on the DL. Excuse me, the IL. For a groin injury. IL. Sorry. There's like 15 of There's like the five-day IL, 10, 7, 60. I mean, every number. You just name it. A 17-day IL. I don't know. Name that IL. That's it. Spin the, spin the wheel of IL. <laughs> there it is. My pet monster. The data monster. That's... Hope you guys learned something from that segment. And remember, you can play with the data monster on RonaFanatic.com. He's there for you. I don't even know if he's a he or she. I don't know actually what he is, so I should just call it the data monster. It, they know what they're doing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I should have, we should have consulted with the data monster first. That's my bad, data monster. I apologize. I hope you didn't get upset or offended. We're talking with Chris Robin at Detroit Beastie, the Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by RunaFanatic.com. Utah, give me two. It is now time to get into Enrico's Inquisition. Are you ready, Chris? Absolutely. I'm an open book. Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988, by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first gut moment. Oh, Nelly, get ready for some doozies. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Enrico's Inquisition. <laughs> Whatever. You better lock it up. You... All right. Time to lock it up, Chris. Enrico's Inquisition. Coors. Chris, right off the bat. Give me some artists, hey, yo, musical artists you love. Groups, single artists. What's the music that drives you? Well, I'm a big Eminem guy here in Detroit. I mean, he, he's great. I love him. Uh, I recently got into Joyner Lucas, who's pretty good from Massachusetts. Uh, he's taken off. His most recent music video had Mark Wahlberg driving the car he was in. George Lopez was in the video. I've always been a fan of Randy Hauser, too. Maybe I'll tell you the story way back when, but we had one night at a concert downtown. Uh, I had frog legs with the guy. I saw him outside of uh, the Fox Theater. Where can we go to eat? I recommended Cliff Bells, if you know where that is. Little jazz club downtown. And you want to come with us? And we had frog legs. Frog legs? Yeah. I haven't had frog legs since I went to Big Boy in 1994. Oh, wow. Well, you, you heard of Cliff Bells right here downtown Detroit. I had yeah. frog legs. I think that was my first time ever eating frog legs. He ordered them. It wasn't me. Oh, no kidding. I, so, yeah, yeah, we would... I haven't been to Cliff Bell since 2017, I think it was. It's been a while. This was probably 2012 or 13. Hell yeah! That's great. By the way, Jasper wanted to jump in on his Metallica favorites. Blitzkrieg, Seek and Destroy, 
and jump in the fire. All solid. Yeah. I mean, is there really a bad Metallica song? Seriously. There, there's definitely not a bad Metallica song. Well, actually, there's a few bad ones. Saint Anger didn't really hit. I'm gonna say that. So they are not flawless. But hey, who is? I am. I'm perfect in every way. Oh, that's a funny one. So we're talking here with Chris. He named some great artists. That was cool. That's a lot of fun. I love that. And what we will do in the podcast version is we play that music under this segment. That's why we asked that question. It's part of okay. our master plan. So, But on YouTube, they don't like that, so we don't do that. God. Chris, you are in the fantasy football realm, too, and there's been a lot of talk recently about uh, this happened in a couple places. I want to get your take on this. Uh, injuries and talking about fantasy players. Yesterday, Cam Akers blows out his Achilles. Very sad. It's a total bummer. And um, as fantasy analysts, we we need to comment on that, like what his value is. He's a human being. I get that. You get that. We don't dismiss that. But uh, where do you come out on this stuff when it comes to talking about players who are injured or players who are under legal issues? Anything that has them possibly out of the game and talking about their fantasy value. Yeah, I've always, it's a great question. I've always found it to be about what's your intention in person. What, what is my intention when I mention Cam Akers or I mention a guy, you know, uh, getting arrested? What are my intentions? Am I looking to be mean-spirited? Am I trying to be funny? You know, read the whole room, you know? What is my intention here? Is, am I just going out on a limb or being outlandish just for, you know, fake internet points just so people know who I am, just so people share my stuff? Even if it's, you know, negative kind of attention. This guy's a dummy. You know, don't follow him because I said something silly. There was a huge deal yesterday with people talking about Cam Akers and you want to get Henderson and everybody was like, how can you say that? Because, you know, it's all about your intentions. Are you a good person, a good human being, man or woman? And what is your end game here? Is, is your intention to really draw attention to yourself personally at the expense of others, whether it is, you know, another fantasy football player is it a fantasy, uh, you know, football in actual player? What are your intentions and, and what are you trying to do with your message? That's that's all I think it all boils down to, right? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to spin something to make yourself look good? Are you trying to spin something so other people look? I mean, it's all smoke and mirrors sometimes. So always be careful with your intentions. Yes, yes. I don't know that we can always be clear especially on a format like twitter or facebook or social media in general where if it's not a video or it's not an audio clip you're not hearing the words you're not seeing the person's body language you're only reading words and sometimes we are placing our own you know feelings our own views on those words but if we don't know the intentions then that's where the mix-up comes in i think that is a really really valuable useful point to take forward we can all take what chris is saying here what are the what are your intentions because we know what they are but what are others and if you don't know their intentions why don't you ask them first or get to know them a little bit before you jump on anybody i never jump on anybody i don't know because i don't know them i think that's a i think that's a gauche move i do 
I agree. And to be fair with you, I, I, since day one, right, I haven't always been this way. You know, I, I've made no secret about my substance abuse issues in my past, so I haven't always been, you know, a good man. I've been manipulative, I've hurt people, I've done all that stuff. So it, it's been a long process of self-reflection, seeing, you know, therapists, heck, I am one now. I mean, that's how, you know, you know into it I was, but the intentions here, it's about being clear with, with your motives and your intentions. And, and my own thing is just to be open and honest about me. I can't tell your story. I, I don't know you well enough. And even if I knew you since we were kids, I wouldn't tell your story. It's not my 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 story to tell. I can only be open and honest about me. So all I've ever tried to do is share my life experiences, share my, my processes and my methods in terms of DFS or playing fantasy baseball. Just what I've learned over the years, all those little tricks and tips and tricks that I've learned personally. Not trying to steal your stuff. I'm not trying to tell somebody else's story because that way, when I do broadcasts or I write, it's very easy for my to be clear with what I'm doing, my intentions. I didn't lie to guy A to B, and like I don't have to remember all this nonsense. If I'm open and honest and truthful with my intentions, then there's no there's no ill will to be had. There's like I can go to bed at night with a clear conscience. I did everything I could today to my best of my ability. All that corny support group stuff, but it's it's very true. And in terms of you know writing and broadcasting, you know everybody's on YouTube or everyone has a podcast. And, and more than likely, if you're even if you're having fun or you're you're making money, whatever, you're going to grow. You're going to get get a little bit more success. You're going to be you're going to move from place to place, website to website, paper, whatever you're doing. Every time you start somewhere new, be clear with it. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm here. These are my intentions. So that way, you're not burning a bridge when you move on from site A to site B, site B to site C. You never want to burn a bridge because you never know how things are going to come back. And again, if you're as passionate about this thing as I am, then you don't. It's not a good look. You want people to go, yeah, I worked with Chris. He was very clear with what he wanted to do. He was very useful, helpful. I would recommend him because, again, in what we're doing here, it's all word of mouth. Hey, I know Chris. He's easy to work with. He wasn't a dick. He wasn't rude. He didn't just up and leave. You know, my, my bra, I hired him to, to write an article. He just split on me to go somewhere else. So be clear with what you're doing. And that way, there's never any confusion. There's never any anger or ill will. I mean, that's as good as I can say. That's right on, man. That is right on. Chris Robin bringing the heat of compassion, the understanding that we all need right now, maybe more than ever, right here at Detroit Beastie on Twitter. And when you connect with Chris on Twitter, everything he just told you, that's what you're going to get. This guy doesn't front. He doesn't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Keeps it real at all times. And that's my kind of guy. I got... Got a lot of respect for you already, and the substance use thing, I, I didn't know that. You know, I've not been shy about mine at all. I've you know, over three and a half years free from opioid use, so, you know, took everything from me, and I allowed it to take everything from me, and now uh, I and talk about back. it openly. Same yeah. issue, pain, uh, opiate pain medicine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I bet we could tell a lot of the same stories to one another. <laughs> Um, but yeah, absolutely. The, the D, no. I, I've noticed because I, I go to uh, support group meetings. I do them online now because of all the COVID yeah. stuff. And I realized that the, the details 
are they're all the details are always the same you know I, I was hurt or i did this and i took money out of my mom or my wife's purse or whatever sold a you know pawned a ring whatever it is the details are always the same what the difference is is, is what how what happened afterwards right you share your experience strength and hope what it used to be like, what happened and what it's like now. A lot of the stuff, we can connect the dots. It's always the same, but the, the, the middle part is what happened and what it's like now. That is always different, you know, person to person. Man, this is my kind of guy. I posted a video the other day about ending the stigma, killing, strangling the stigma about mental health, anything related to mental health disorders, whether it's substance use disorder, anxiety, depression, PTSD, there's so many different things. We could go on and on and on and on and on. And we all know what this shit is because we're all human beings. You're all, if anybody's out there saying, well, you know, I don't know why everyone's talking about this mental health stuff. I mean, I, my life's been pretty easy and I haven't had a lot of issues. Get the fuck out of You're here. Alive. Come on. Yeah. You're alive. And so, you, you know what? It, it, it's what's phenomenal is uh, I've been asked to to do a lot of broadcasts like potathons and I just I did two in the last month. One was oh. uh, with the the brighter skies online bullying. I shared my story from start to finish, and then I was asked to do one with with uh, Matthew Barry uh, open. He, and Matthew Barry went at eight o'clock, and I was at eight thirty. Then Jamie Eisenberg and all those guys. So that was uh, unbelievable to be a part of a collection of people like that. So I've always tried to end the stigma because again, as you see me now, you know, I, again, if, if if I'm not open and honest, and I'm trying to and shoot moves, I might as well be back under a bridge on 75 or be in an abandoned house on the east side of Detroit. So being open and honest, not to a fault. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be brutally honest with someone and hurt their feelings or, or anything like that. But just no. be just be, be clear with your motives and your intentions. Because again, I didn't, I did never used to live my life that way. So now it's so, it's so free. I, I sleep like a baby at night, even though I, I've done some pretty awful, I was pretty awful behavior but as it stands now i'm happy and i'm at peace and it all was was the help of, of other people and you know taking the chance like when it when the pain gets great enough they say you'll change and boy oh boy was that pain great and reason will prevail reason will prevail well hopefully it continues to prevail here and guys like chris and myself there's a lot of you out there you might not even be hearing this directly but if you know somebody who's struggling in any way please reach out, ask questions. I'm always willing. I'm not an expert. I'm working on my master's to become a counselor myself. So it sounds like you, you just are finished now. about just finished a few months ago. Yeah. I work with, yeah. mentally, I work with mentally impaired adults right now. Nice. That's fantastic. Great. So there are people out there who will ask questions because the key thing here, it's one thing to go to potathons. It's one thing to get on Twitter and say, you know, I care very much about mental health, but then if you don't back it up with any actions, you're basically a hot air balloon full of shit. In my opinion, absolutely. And again, I, I've long said this as well. Like I, I made it a point to be number one to be prompt on when I when I say I'm going to be somewhere, be there on time, if not early. And I want to be accessible to anybody and everybody. I don't care who it is. You could send me a, a DM, an email, a text message, whatever, and I will make myself available to you because. Years ago, when I started writing and broadcasting, I sent out so many messages. We're talking five, six years ago, and not one website, not one person responded back to me, and it made me feel like shit. It was like, what the hell? So I said, you know what? I'll, I'll create my own 
kind of, you know, realm of, of fantasy sports. And I'm going to, you know, look after everybody and do what I can. So if anybody is struggling with anything, you know, life advice, fantasy sports advice, I don't care what it is. And I, I put my money where my mouth is. And I'm sure many people can, uh, you know, attest to that. You know? So any issues, just DM me, man. I'll give you my phone number. We can talk, FaceTime, whatever you want to do. That's why I'm here. What's the point? If I'm not here, if we're, excuse me, not here to help and support them, there, there is no. You just keep rolling out aces here, man. Very impressive. Very impressive stuff. Jasper says, my metal health is great. Turn it up. <laughs> that's good, too, Jasper. I'm glad to hear that. Always. That's, uh, that's the move right there. You do the devil horn. Yeah, I guess so. There, yes. All hail Satan. Uh, Satan is out there, guys. Watch out. He's going to get you. This is the Plotso Podcast. We're in Enrico's Inquisition. We're talking with Chris Robin at Detroit Beastie. He's here to help. He's here to learn. He's here to engage. He's an open, honest, and very much solid Michigander. What is the most Michigan thing you tell people about? What is, like, the thing, hey, this is Michigan? Oh, you don't know what Michigan is. Well, I say, you know, because... Uh, on, on Twitter and social media, you know, you talk and you connect with people all over the country. And I go, hey, well, you know what? I, I'll call you back later. I'm at the beach. And they're like, you're at the beach? Like, so you're on the West Coast? Or they, no, I go, I'm going to the beach, the lake. I love going to the lake. And not a lot of people understand that because this is the Great Lake State. We're surrounded by water. So going to the beach, I just assume that it, where there's sand and then followed by water, that's a beach. Some people don't look at it that way. If you're, you're going to the beach is like an ocean or salt water or no the beach is just sand and water and then when i get there i drink burners and have pony that's as, as ultimate <laughs> michigan as it gets Oh, yeah, Verner's, gosh. Hey, if you're a child growing up in Michigan, you've had warm Verner's to soothe that tummy. That's just what you do. That's what you do around here. The beach is the beach. If it has water and sand, I don't care what kind of water it is. And I've always said, Chris, I've always said that, that the final war for Armageddon for all times, the ultimate war on planet Earth, will take place in the Great Lakes State because... This fresh water is going to be ground zero for, like, the final showdown of all time. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope that, oh, ah, oh, my God, I'm choking on this. I'm fearful of this Armageddon. I hope it doesn't come to that. But if it does, it's going to happen here. Swing by. I'll do what I can. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, it's the kind of guy you are. Yeah, you got a war going on, Armageddon. I'll see what I can do. I'll pop in for a little about, bit. Right now, as I'm broadcasting, I'm about five minutes away from Lake St. Clair. I can see it from the window. Oh, wow. So you're over there. Okay, cool. That's yeah. right. You're in uh, Macomb County? Correct, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes north of Detroit. Mount Cle I'm in Mount, Mount Clemens right now, but oh. I live in Macomb Township. Like Hall Road, I'm 59, north of that. Sure. The first time I ever, uh, I think it's called, is it Feather Bowling? I did that in Mount Clemens. Yeah, Feather Bowling at the Cadu Cafe in Detroit on the east side. Well, I've done it there. Maybe it was a different type of bowling, though. But I did it in Mount Clemens. This was a long time ago. It was like nine years ago. It was some type of game related to Feather Bowling. Yeah. And it was in Mount Clemens. Yeah, Mount Clemens is a, it's a great city. It's where the courthouse is, and everybody equates it to. You only go to Mount Clemens when you're in trouble and you got to see the judge. And it's, it's not a half-bad city. It's pretty, you know, positive. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, would you rather be stabbed or arrested? Uh, I've been arrested, so I might as well just get arrested again, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I already know what that's like, so I've sure, been why stabbed not? as well. I don't know if you can see the see the nasty scar oh right yeah there. yeah yeah I, I do see it a little bit yeah nice nice you survived and i get around i mean it, it's been a wild uh 
my 20s for a while. I, I got a feeling. There's a ton of stories there we just don't have time for. But I would love to hear more of these. So we're going to continue our conversation, hopefully, as uh, friends. I will tell you this. There's a lot of pitches in baseball. And we always ask this question. Do you prefer the changeup, the slider, or the curveball? Which one of those pitches is your favorite? Uh, I would say the uh, the changeup because it, it looks it comes out of your comes out same arm slot, same grip as a fastball. That's the whole. That's always been the thing. Guys, fastball is 98-99. His changeup looks the exact same, and you whiff on it. You, you swing early because it's like what 79-80-81-82. So the changeup is very elusive. So I prefer a changeup. That's a good call. The changeup was an addition to that question. Originally, the question was just curveball or slider. Then one day, a guy came on, and he's like, hey, what about the changeup? I was like, oh, you're right. We should have the changeup in that question because the changeup is a beautiful pitch. I agree. I, I might actually choose that if I was asked the question, but I'm not saying that's what I would do. It's a little teaser. Slider, you know, curve, or, yeah, excuse me, changeup is 1A and slider is 1B. If, if one of these kids has command of that pitch, it's unhittable. Literally, the, the term is it drops off the table. It comes in. And before you know it, it's down in the dirt and you've already swung. So it, it's a dog out. Yeah. All right. And then finally, for love or money. Oof, I'm going to go uh, love. You're asking me to choose love or money. I'm going to go, you know what? They say money can't buy you everything, but realistically, it can. You can buy love. You can buy, you know, planes to go wherever you want. So money is great, but love is love. I mean, if you've ever been in love, you know, with a uh, a, a person of the opposite sex or the same sex, doesn't matter to me. It, there's Love is different. It's the love that you have for your, your mother, your father, your brother, sister, or your cat or your dog is different than that of someone you are you know in a relationship with that love there's nothing like that the build-up you meet someone and you like them and you get the warm and fuzzies and it's all new and exciting and interesting and then over the years it grows and the love oh yeah i mean there's nothing like it I, 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 it's on i mean i say it's unexplainable as i'm explaining it so it is weird but to me it, it's love you can always make money you know you can always do something you can return cans here in michigan if you want i mean you can do anything for money but love is it's not something that it's rare right they say you know a normal person falls in love three times in their life i mean that is that's crazy how, how many times do you get a paycheck right you get a paycheck every friday so it's more than three so i'm gonna choose love man i'm glad i called that guy <laughs> well done well done good stuff great stuff there Rico's inquisition we passed the flying colors chris robin at detroit beastie on Twitter, of course. That's the Hey, It's Regal Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by RotoFanatic.com. I'm Michael Govier at MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R on Twitter. Now it's time to play that silly game that is sweeping the nation, at least North America, as far as I've been told, called Name That Runner-Up Fabbage. It's time to play the most ridiculous and pointless game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. It's time for Name That Runner-Up Fabbage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's real simple. I'm just going to give you a bid from Fabbid. But you have to guess what was the runner-up fab bid on that bid? Can you handle that, Chris? Absolutely, yes. 
Hell yeah. All right. Well, let's take it on over to my main event league, which uh, I've actually made some progress in. I moved up to seventh place, which has me feeling a little bit better about myself. It's been a struggle this year, but I never gave up. I've continued to battle and grind, and it shows you. If you just keep grinding, you make the right moves here and there, things will start to click for you guys. So just remember, if it's the tiniest league that's for free or a league that costs $1,500 to get into, <laughs> you can make it happen. Why do I All feel right. like your league is $1,500 right on the nose here? Yeah, the well, the main event on NFBC is not cheap, man. What a nightmare. God, uh, I've learned a lot this year from it, though. I will tell you this. Uh, Jasper says, you Michigan fellows just above me there aren't half bad. Thank you, Jasper. Very Please tell me it's not all. He doesn't, he's not talking about Ohio. I mean, there's no, he's not. Don't worry. We wouldn't let him in here. Yeah, course, thank no, God. Yeah. yeah. He's in Indiana, so but, he's yeah. cool. There's only two yeah. options, and that's the better one. It's not even that's close, right. to be honest. That's hard to argue with what you're saying. That is very much true. All right, so... Uh, Jaron Duran was picked up in my main event league. The winning bid was $180. $180. So it's a $1,000 budget. Somebody yeah. spent uh, a healthy chunk of their $1,000 budget at $180. What was the runner-up bid? I'm going to say a buck seventy-seven. You know, because if, if they're bidding like I do, you know, 175 is a round number. So realistically, I, you would go 176. But then I, I always think ahead. Like if, you know, if multiple people are bidding, if I do 177, I'll win by a dollar. Makes sense? Absolutely. I like it. I like the strategy. I like where your head's at. The actual runner-up bid was $131. So oh, the guy didn't like... deserve him anyways. And for a buck 33. Right. Jaron Duran went. That guy overbid by about a 50 bucks, so that's a little bit surprising. But if he's worth it, if he helps him win a title in 2021, then he can look back and laugh. But we'll see if that ends up being the case. Uh, let's try another one here. How about Bradley? No, nope, that won't work. I can't do that one because there's no runner-up bid. Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner's back this week. He's back on the scene. He's doing some stuff on the mound again, which is refreshing because he was really pitching well earlier this season until he got hurt. He ain't kind of threw that borderline no-hitter. They say it's not a no-hitter because it was a seven-inning no-hitter. You know, uh, I'm going to stay out of that fray because I don't really care either way. But in his... <laughs> his what was the runner-up bid for his $12 bid? Uh, I'm going to go an even 10. I mean, that seems like a round number. Personally, you know what? Personally, I would have bid 11 bucks for him. I would have lost out, but that would have been probably my just my luck, 11 bucks. Wow. Well, not bad. The actual runner-up bid was $7. Wow. There it is. Seven bucks. Wow. This game's not easy, but we try to do the best we can on this show. And that's called Name That Runner-Up Bad Bid. I just like the music. Always a good time. All right. That's Name That Runner-Up Fab Bid. Uh, one more segment, and we're going to close this show down. Chris, can you handle it? Absolutely. Been here, what, over an hour already? What's another 10, 20 minutes? <laughs> That's right. That's a, a very positive attitude Chris has. You follow him on Twitter, at Detroit Beastie, no doubt about it. Oh, Star Platinum wanted to bid 153 Yeah, that was uh, that was higher than Chris's bid on the Duran Duran. Dur it sounds like Dur Jaren yeah, Duran. Duran Duran. Jaren Duran. Duran Duran. And then you do a kill. One of my, what a great song. Well done. Well done there. By the way, I, you mentioned Akil Badu earlier. I did a uh, song, a tribute to Akil, earlier this year, which you guys can find on our playlist called Songs right here on our YouTube channel. Akil Badu tribute song, 
done to the police's do 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 da 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 da. Oh, and <laughs> you got to check that, that out. And uh, I did a Duran Duran tribute to Edwin Rios of the Dodgers, which of course was done to Rio. It was a pretty obvious call. Low hanging, yeah. Low hanging yeah. And he didn't end up having. He's been hurt. He's out for the year. He didn't really. It didn't really bite. I was expecting a big year from Edwin Rios, and then they re-signed Justin Turner, and it all went to hell. So didn't. Sometimes things don't go the way you want, and that's cool. That's cool. But for this segment, this segment is about victory laps. Now I feel like victory laps are a part of every business. I mean, in fantasy base, fantasy baseball, they're there. So I also assume in fantasy football, it's a big part of the routine. Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes it's uh, it's a little much. It's embarrassing and it's cringy. I don't know about you, but. Uh, when I say embar- not embarrassing for me, like you have you ever be like you're out and about, you're at the grocery store and you see some lady, you know, hit bang into a cart or trip in the parking lot. And you're like, oh my, and you feel embarrassed for her. Do you ever feel that way? I get yes. that way all the time on social media. You you see someone do something and you, and you cringe and you're like, oh, that's not a good look. I'm very embarrassed for that person. Yep, that's what victory laps are all about, and. I've been thinking about them recently, and with the season kind of getting through the halfway point now, some of the victory laps that have been taken, uh, they didn't really work out. So this segment's about victory laps that didn't pan out. Victory! Take that weak-ass shit to the curb, son! Yes, that's my uh, introduction to this segment. That is Johnny Drama, by the way. Victory! Didn't work out. So I'm going to go with Keston Hira. Now, Keston Hira has been... (laughs) He, like... In terms of fantasy, he lived, he died, he came back, he died again, he lived, he's lived a many lives. He's got like nine lives going on here when it comes to going up and down from the minors, up and down. When he came back up a couple weeks ago, people said, this is it. They got rid of all the gunk, you know, all the junk on the ball. They got rid of all of it. So the pitchers had to pitch like real pitchers again. And this would benefit Keston Hira. And I admit this freely. I bought into it. I really did. I was with my guy, Ryan Venancio, who was on this show in the last couple of weeks. Great guy. He's very smart. He knows fantasy baseball quite well. And I bought into his theory that Keston Hero would benefit from the gunk being taken off the ball. That is not what happened, though. He came back. He hit a home run, a couple home runs on that weekend late in June. And then uh, not really much going on since then. So that victory lap was bogus. And I'm going to take personal responsibility for getting excited about it again. My my biggest blunder was it looked like it looked so easy. How could you miss on saying that Francisco Lindor leaving Cleveland and going to the Mets was going to be <laughs> phenomenal? We're going to we're, we're going to you know Disneyland. I mean, it's already a done deal. Going to the Mets is going to be fantastic. You know, I, I he hit as it stands on the IL right now. Torres, what he do? Groin or hamstring, something like that. Only yeah. batting two twenty eight. Uh, he's only he hasn't even stolen double digit bases, uh, one triple, eleven home runs. I mean, at the All Star break, that's like that's like one month's worth of numbers for the Lindor I used to know in Cleveland here. So him going to the Mets, which is it by all intents and purposes, it's a big market, New York. But obviously the Yankees get all the get all the adulation there. But the Mets look like they're building something big and they're going to compete in city field and Pete Alonzo and Brandon Nemo who can't, what the heck's anyways, Lindor going <laughs> to the Mets. I mean, I touted him 
up and down, added him across the board in any league that I could, in ones that I didn't have him in already. And here we go, 311 at-bats, uh, not even a 230 batting average. I mean, so now he, he grade two oblique strain. I don't know if this guy plays again this season. The, the oblique, as we know, is right here. It's an extension of your abdominal muscles. So anything a baseball player does involves your obliques. You've got to turn to hit. You turn to throw. Everything is your core. So again, I don't know how much, if at all, Lindor plays this season. And guess who's who's holding his hat looking like a fool? This guy, me. <laughs> well, you're my kind of fool, if I can say that. I'll tell you that much, Chris. That's for damn sure. Take that weak-ass shit to the curb, son. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. That's very disappointing. I think most people thought in June when he started to heat up that it was the turning point. Hey, here comes Lindor. He's finally going to turn it on. And that's not what happened. False victory laps can cause a lot of pain for everyone, not just for yourself, but for your brand and your reputation. And people can say, wow, you really victory lapped and then it didn't work out. It's one thing if you push something. It's another thing if you, you have hope. Like you said, intentions are everything. If I hope for the best, that's cool. But if you're like throwing it down people's throats saying, I called this and this is what's happening and then it doesn't work out. You look, you don't look great. You really don't. And guys in this chat here, I liked him picking up. Oh, he picked him up earlier. That was Ian Happ. Yes. So Ian Happ's the guy who actually never really got it going at all. There wasn't even like a victory lap to take on Ian this season. He's been horrible this year, Chris. I drafted Bodie, David Bodie, you know, you know, in, oh, yeah. in, in all leagues. And this effing guy's been on the IL the whole time. Last I checked last night, looks like he's doing some rehab work. But what the hell, man? <laughs> to be honest with you, not to hang, not to hang us here for another hour, but there's just been so much, so many studs on the IL this season. Studs or not studs, everybody's been on the IL this season. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, it's been bad. I mean, the injuries are awful this year, and that's why I'm worried about football too. I want to see how it goes. We've already we got a first one right off the bat. Injuries happen in the preseason. We know this. Injuries happened last year. Remember in the NFL's first two or three weeks? You know, they lost Barkley. There was a lot of guys that fell off the map and got injuries that cost them the season. So I'm wondering if that's going to go into 2021 because there was just weird training routines and rituals that were thrown off because of COVID. Yeah, there was, that, to be honest, there were no there were no training schedules or nothing. Nobody was allowed, right. you know, in the building. Nobody, you couldn't even meet at the field down the street to run some routes or to work on your footwork. Everybody stayed home. Good call. Good call. Uh, another one I have is Nolan Arenado. Now, Arenado came out hot to start the year, and he really picked it up in May. And everyone started saying, see, this is why we shouldn't have, you know, this is why we shouldn't have bailed on him. That Coors effect, you know, it's the real thing. Nope, it's not. Coors. It's a great chance to get Coors in one more time. But he hasn't really done much over the last six weeks or so. He's hit three home runs in July. Two home runs in July and only four home runs over the last 30 days. And his average has been decent, but not great. The OBP, all the lines right now, 258. 310, 490. The OBP is awful. A 310 OBP from Nolan Arenado for an entire season so far with 384 plate appearances. That is bogus. That is not acceptable. That is not even close to being elite. And he is not living up to his ADP. He's got the 18 home runs, but that's it. That's it. 
I agree. I mean, he did hit a solo home run last night, so it Yay! is what it is. But you know what? I've been said what I'm about to tell you now. I, I I've said this every year around this time when it comes to baseball. It's it's heating up outside. It's summer. These guys are going to pick up the pace. We have the end of July. We have the entire month of August. The the dog days of summer are in August, right? And I'm telling you, Nolan Arenado is a professional baseball player. He's one of the best third basemen in the league. At no no bones about it. He's yes. going to hit his averages. I, I got no no issue there. Coors Effect, not playing in St. Louis. Bush Stadium, I think. Is it still called that? They're always changing that stuff. But I, I'm not worried about Nolan Arenado. Hey, we got you covered, Chris. Mountains of Bush beer. We got them all. Yeah. <laughs> you, you name it, we got it. Bush, Coors. What do you want, Miller Lite? They still call it Miller Park in Milwaukee. I don't have a Miller one, actually. So, yeah, I guess I'm missing the... the high life, the champagne of beers. If you got that one, ah! then we're talking. Nope. Yeah, that's nope. the one I'm missing. Shit. You're right. See, this so, is why hey, I learned. Chris, we got everything you want. The first thing I ask. Nope, don't have. <laughs> oh, no. My life is awful. There's no reason left for me to exist and turn the show off forever. You're right. I'm going to get it right next time. But this is why we do the show, because we learn what we don't have. And not just with drops, but with data and player information what do we miss what do we not know and we do the show together to learn from one another and hopefully you guys take something away from what we are talking about and actually i take a lot away from what you guys talk about in the chat and what you guys share with us you know uh jasper says he didn't do football last year and he's not going to do any this year is there a reason for that jasper do you have uh personal issues with the nfl uh concussion stuff uh Jasper, Political things. Me. You got let's play a little bit of DFS at least. It's it's week to week. If you want to play week one and you don't want to play week two, you're allowed to do that. Seasonal teams, you're married to that crap. DFS, yes. you can you can you know pick and choose as you please. So message me. Let's talk some DFS, Jasper. If yes. you're in Ohio, I wouldn't have extended that invite, but you're in Indiana, so we're good to go. Shoot me a message, Jasper. <laughs> yes. That is so fetch. That is awesome. That's what I'm talking about, Jasper. He also traded for Lindor, and now he regrets it. So he can understand what you're going through, Detroit Beastie. He really can. All right, that's it. We've done the show. I feel like it was a fine show. We learned something today. We talked about life. We talked real issues. We kept it real, true, honest, raw, genuine, authentic. And we talked baseball, a little bit of football. And now we know a little bit more about each other. Chris, it's been a pleasure having you aboard, my friend. We hope to do this again. In fact, uh, yeah, we should just talk football soon anyways. I, I want to talk more football. So if you, know, you want to talk with me about football, I would love to do that. But we can still talk more baseball when the dog days are hitting as well. Absolutely. Whenever you need me, just shoot me a message. And realistically, you know, I know what I'm about, what, what I'm going to say might seem silly given that all the, you know, the, the rescheduling and everything, but I, I need like 10, 15 minute heads up. If you're ever in a pinch and you need somebody, you have my phone number, you can text me. Don't send me any nasty pictures. I don't want to see any of that crap. Just let me know. Hey, we're in a pinch. We need a guy. I'm there. Don't do it. Pretty nice. Check it out. Look at that. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Patrick says, good shit. Go Tigers. That's right. Go Tigers. Hell yeah. We had a great Michigan show here. Patrick is now look, Patrick is actually in Toledo, but that's not Ohio. He's like in Toledo. I call that's Michigan territory. That's so. like down river kind of extended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Toledo's the extension. <laughs> that's so funny. That is the extension of down river. Toledo basically is down river. It's so funny. 
Uh, do you want people to know anything about else about you? We mentioned your Twitter handle 800 times, but is there anything else? Uh, I know you got some new work lining up too, right? Do you want to talk about anything related to that? Or? Yeah, with uh, Team Riser Fallen, uh, 100% of my DF was, uh, DFS work is going to be there now. Football, baseball, every morning you can catch. It's only like a five to six minute video, Beasties Bombers. Yesterday, since we talked about victory laps, yesterday morning I told people – Stack the White Sox. You want Jose Abreu in your lineups. And I even said, I have video proof that the Chicago White Sox are going to score nine runs. Guess how many runs the Chicago White Sox scored yesterday? Nine. Nine runs. So you don't want to miss uh, Beasties Bombers. It's up in the morning, early, nine, ten o'clock every day at Team Riser False. Any Again, anybody need anything, shoot me a DM. I'm here to, to help and assist in any way that I can. Real life stuff fake fantasy football stuff, DFS, whatever you want to do. Shoot me a message. That's why I'm here. I found someone like myself in Chris. He means what he says. It doesn't always happen. People don't always offer themselves up like he's doing. And if they do, they don't always mean it. This is, this yeah, guy over both. here is. It's yeah. smoking mirrors, right? Just to look cool right. on camera and whatever. Yeah, hey, I'm cool. And then underneath, you know, it's like the Chrissy Teigen effect. You thought she was cool on top, and then you find out she's, like, destroying people in the DMs. We don't do that. That is not how we will ever operate. Not on this show. Chris won't. And I'm so grateful that he just happens to be a Michigander. It's just a nice little bonus on top that we're both Michiganders. So thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. I, I thank you for having me. I'm glad we, we were able to connect. And all this time, about an hour and a half ago, you know, I was on my computer and it wasn't working. And I'm like, yes, dear God, don't cancel this thing. Cause then I look like an asshole again, you know, switch to the phone and it's not ideal, but you know, that's, that's some, when some of the best things happen when they're unexpected, when you're on a whim and you're here, I'm on my phone, you're broadcasting and, and here we are. It's just open, honest and, and unfiltered. I love it. That like, that's when I do my best work when there's no script, we're just here and we're talking, whatever comes off the top of my head. I completely agree. Nobody would call you an asshole unless they themselves were an asshole. If you have to cancel, reschedule, it's part of the biz. If if you're flaking out, it's one thing. But if you have genuine schedule issues, it's okay. It's yeah. Oh, and did you know yesterday understand. I had to reschedule because of the Special Olympic softball game? We played one inning and it got rained out. I mean, the weather here has been <laughs> oh. awful. So it is, is that what ended up happening? We, we made That's what an happened. hour and a half long. We were here together, so it, it's yeah. more than more than paid its dues. Yes, it absolutely has. Jasper says, bet. Great show. Great afternoon. Nice work, fellas. Thank you, Jasper. Go Sox, go. He's clearly a White Sox fan in Indiana. It's They don't have a team, so I guess Indiana is basically either Reds fans, White Sox fans, maybe Cubs fans too, obviously. So. Yeah, maybe they got some minor league team we don't know about, like the, the Indiana Blue Sox. <laughs> they do have a AAA. Indianapolis has a AAA team. That's true. Yeah. Uh, could be something really cool we don't even know about. That's right. Yeah, could be talking about Andrew Lux Sox. I don't know. Who, who knows? Ooh, you don't think you're supposed to do that. Oh, boy. Well, too painful for Jasper. Too soon. That's probably why he quit uh, fantasy football, because Andrew Luck quit on him. That's exactly enough. what happened. Uh, I'm going to be back tonight. Uh, me and Deary, we're doing a double header today. We'll be back at 10 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of this show. Two in one day. It's unheard of, but we keep our promises, or we try to at the very least. We'll be on the air with the shrimp boat captain from Canada, Graham Boatlock. Yes, that's his real name. And he's a shrimp boat. I mean, it's just like, you can't write this shit. They're real people. Again. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I know. I don't even know. I know him through Twitter only. Again, somebody I don't know in real life yet. But we're going to put face to the voice. And I'm really looking forward to that. So come back here at 10 o'clock Eastern time. If you haven't had enough Palazzo podcast, 
Don't forget to follow Chris at Detroit Beastie. I'm at MJ Govier. Palazzo Podcast, two L's and two Z's. Utah. And? Give me two. We wish you guys all safe travels. Enjoy your lives. And we'll catch you on the flip side. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Don't think me unkind. Rule five, fix that stick. Are hard to find. From Chris Shelton to Reed Garrett. These once promising names litter my mind. With the Tigers selected this year, their logic suddenly became crystal clear. Akil Badu, his father's from Ghana, is all I want. To you, Akil Badu, his walk off winners, his innocence is tried and true. Akil Badu inspires us all, is all I want to say to you. Akil Badu, rookie of the year, the meaning is not lost on us here. Right, lads. Now I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. We must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.